knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. All right. Hey, guys. John Rapp. Take over Tuesday here on the Paddle Pin Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to a special edition of the Rusty Hook Podcast, streaming live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. One hour of straight talk regarding tournament news, angler profiles, gear reviews, and more. Now let's get our show started by joining with John Rapp, our host. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast, streaming here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network, Rusty Hook page, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. So again, welcome everybody. Um, I'm going to give you a little synopsis of what happened with me in Alaska since last Tuesday's podcast that I did live up at my son's studio. Had a great time hanging out with Bill and and Nikki. Um, I'm still trying to get adjusted back to the East Coast, the Eastern time zone after being up there. uh, Sleep patterns all messed up, but... uh, I actually had a really, really good time hanging out with my son and his wife and 
seeing what kind of life they've made with themselves up there. Um, got to spend a lot of time on the Nick Knick River Basin area there in the Anchorage area. It's absolutely a must-see for folks who haven't had the opportunity to go to Alaska yet. Um, anyway, last Tuesday I showed you guys a little bit about what we got into. Up to that point, we went and played golf at, at Moose Run on Monday. Well, a little bit after that Tuesday, Wednesday, we went to another golf course. Really, really nice place. Um, I, I, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But uh, then Thursday, we went fishing. And uh, it's the first time I ever have used a fly rod. And it'll be something that I'll never forget because, and that for uh, the E6, I, I don't know the term for the Air Force, I think it's Tax, tax Sergeant. Um, whose pole that I used, he'll never forget because uh, I broke it. I tell you, it, it was it, fly fishing is an art, and uh, it's something that uh, I, I believe I'm going to introduce into my techniques here starting this end of this year, next year. But uh, I'm going to share with you the video of our trip to uh, Ship Creek. Uh, now, Ship Creek is almost right downtown in the heart of Alaska, of, of Anchorage, um, it, and it, its name is why it's it's a creek, the mouth of the the little harbor area of the Nick Creek Arm or the Nick River Arm. And I know I'm saying it wrong. I, I think the locals call it the Knick. Uh, it's the arm of the bay, where the river is huge river and the ship creek runs into that arm and there's a container area right there where they've got ships docking but uh, you you'll see it in the video we had a we had a, a really good time and then after the video i'll explain a little bit more what we did That's Sergeant Guy right there. He's the owner of the pole that I that I uh, staffed. He had a, a pretty good day. He caught some silvers and reds. And this video is Billy, my son. He's hooked up. Now I want you to remember in this video what you're looking at. Those are mud banks from the low tide that you have to crawl down to get into. I want to talk to you about that. That was Billy's first fish with the fly rod. Trying to get fish goods on you. <laughs> I dropped that fish trying to pick it up because I'm not familiar with how you pick up salmon. It's not like lifting them like a bass. Okay. Um, got a little rocks on it, but, uh, 
had had a really good time. But when I hooked that fish and caught that fish, I I had missed four or five fish. I'd see my line hit, I'd see it go upstream, and you know I, I didn't set the hook. The pole had some malfunctions with it, but uh, on that fish, and I lost those fish. They when I when I would try to put tension on the line, when the line would go upstream, and I would tighten it up, put tension on it. Uh, I would lose the, the, the hookup. So with that fish there, when I felt it on, I my bass fishing instinct took over, and I snapped that rod up, got it up high. When I snapped it up, snapped right above my hands, uh, right below the first eyelet. So I was able to just grab the whole pole and walk it in and get it into the bank. Felt really bad about that. So made a trip to Cabela's right after we uh, wrapped up there and uh, bought two fishing setups, one for my son so he would have one, and one to replace the, the broken rod that I, I snapped there. But uh, I want you to go back. I'm going to sh show the video again. I want you to pay attention to not the river but the banks because I'm going to talk about that and some things that, that happened there that – it's sort of a fright. Now I'm standing on a bridge. You can see the banks on the sides of the river. I'm going to let it play a little bit more here. I want you to see it again. And it goes to the next scene here. You can see the banks. It's steep on the where the current is, and then right through here in front behind Billy is the slope that goes up to the banks up there. So that stuff is extremely dangerous. And the reason it is is because you have to have a stake pole to walk when you walk through it to sort of help spread your weight out and balance yourself it's very 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 slick it's like a clay slash mud and uh i'm a big boy and you know i was sinking in uh below my ankles watching billy and gar and probes another uh airman that billy works with that was there um those guys they, they're pros at that and even they are were wary of going in and out of there because that type of material has been responsible for many anglers' deaths because you can get stuck in it up to – if you get in it too far, you can get stuck to where you can't get out without some assistance other than human power. And uh, here recently, uh, not, not too far in the past – um, there was a angler that got stuck in there, and before they could get them out, the tide came back in and they drowned. Um, I, the way I understood it, that they may have even had the hypothermia set in too, where they got the water was coming in, they were getting cold, um, and then they tried to tube them and they give them a tube while they continued to try to work 
get them out, uh, but it, it failed. They and, and they died. So there's you can research. There's uh, several fatalities for people fishing along the rivers there where they get stuck in the mud. That's that's hardcore. I mean, but um, it, it was it was a great trip. Caught my first salmon. Got that checked off the box. Um, uh, it was not uh, actually so. You know, I bought the, those new poles. Me and Billy set up because when I got there, I mean, we I went out and bought some regular spin cast rods. Bought the line that we that I talked to people. We had so we went in there with spin casters, but but you could see how narrow that creek was. The fish were coming up. I mean, in stacks of fish, you could see them uh, moving through the creek. All you had to do was put out about 10 foot of line and just keep slapping it. When it went down, you just pull it out, slap it back up, pull it down. You didn't really have to cast. You didn't have to let out line, strip line out. So I, I didn't get the opportunity to really experience fly fishing. Um, but Billy went out the following day, and he actually caught four fish. Uh, Guy caught a huge silver um billy said he caught a silver and a bunch of reds and a bunch of sand moving in uh going upstream uh, to do their thing but it, it was a great fishing trip um wednesday before the fishing trip like i told you we went out with another one of his friends who i have to say uh, uh keenan i think was his name i, I apologize if I, if I butchered it um, great young man. He was the supplier for my muskox burgers and my reindeer sausage uh, that I got to eat that we cooked up at Bill's house. Man, great food. And that's something that I, I want to hit on too. Um, and if you guys looked at my post uh, as I, I departed Alaska and was coming home, um, I, I talked about the great foods that we ate. Um, I posted pretty much everywhere we went. I had uh, some good Mexican, Chinese, uh, Italian. I've had I had the different uh, local uh, wild uh, wild um, meats and uh, ate some of Billy's home cooked food. Really proud of my kids and his his wife. Uh, they they really do well uh, for being a young couple at 26 and 24, uh, newly married, got a nice house in a nice neighborhood. Um, very proud of them. And as a parent, many of you all out there may have kids, and you're watching them start their families, and something to to really. Uh, you know, be proud of. And, and the thing is, is that this first time I've seen them in three and a half years since they got married. They got married up there, so uh, they haven't been back since they got married. So it's the first time I got a chance to see them as a couple, see what they're doing with their lives as, as a married unit. And I'm very impressed with how they how they started off their their relationship and their life together. Um, anyway. I, I know you guys are wondering, 
and I, I alluded to it shortly here uh, about lessons learned. Don't miss this episode at 30,000 feet, man. So let's take a quick break. And we come back, I'm going to talk about what you need to do uh, when you plan your trips for long distances. So let's do this. C-Pro Lithium, serious power in 12, 24, and 36 volt applications. Bluetooth capable. Go to Z-Pro Lithium for more. Dubro Fishing, American-made marine applications and locally manufactured soft plastic. Visit DubroFishing.com. Feel free kayaks, paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Check out feelfreeus.com. Yak Gadget, American-made kayak fishing accessories and gear. Go to yakgadget.com for your rigging needs. Ace Adventure Resort, West Virginia's number one destination for hiking, biking, ziplining, whitewater rafting, and more. Check out aceraft.com. Westbrook Supply Company, Georgia's premium supplier for all your kayak rigging supplies and fishing equipment. Go visit westbrooksupply.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. All right, guys, John Rapp back with you from the wild and wonderful West Virginia here in Rusty Hook Studios. Man, I, I'm still struggling to get back on track with the time. So I want to talk to you guys about flying. So this is going to be one of those Rusty Hook moments. Now, my way on my way up, I, I took one of those regional charter flights from Charleston, West Virginia, to Chicago. When I looked to book this flight, I was like, I, I don't, I don't want a lot of layovers. I want to try to get us directly from here to there in, in, in uh, the shortest amount of time. So it, I, I was fortunate uh, that sh I could fly into. Chicago, and then from Chicago directly to Anchorage. Uh, the flights were okay. Um, the one flight from Charleston to Chicago, I planned reasonably well. I got one of the seats up front so I could kick my feet up against that, that wall. Um, so I had a little bit more leg room than usual. I'm not a tall man. I'm 5'10", 
but I'm a little bit bigger boy at, at 260. Um, so that 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 was a reasonably well planned there. What I didn't look at when I purchased my ticket was my flight from Chicago to Anchorage. It's a six hour and 15 minute flight, but I was on the plane eight hours because when we were on the tarmac at Chicago, I had about an hour delay. We sat there because of some storms. They were rerouting our flight path. So I guess it took them a few minutes to get on the the, uh, the towers and get all the radar set up and reprogram the computers to where the, the flight was in tune with all of the navigation stuff from Chicago to Anchorage. So finally, when we took off, and I'm sitting there, I am in a B seat. Guys, gals, if you're going to travel more than an hour and a half, two hours in the air, and you're a bigger person, you do not want a B or E seat. You want either an A or F, where you're up against the sidewalls of the plane, the window seats, or you want the aisle seats, which are your C D seats. That way you can at least stretch your feet out in the aisle when no one's moving about during the when the plane's up here and the seatbelt people moving to the restrooms and stuff like that. So, um, and then it didn't help that I had the dude that had the aisle seat. Of course, he planned his seat. He's a big dude. He had to be six six, and he had shoulders just that gone wide. So he was over into my section of the uh, of, of of my part of my seating area, and then the lady that had the pat the window seat, she had her cat with her and a cat carrier. I did not have great seats. So eight hours, I'm stuck like this. My knees are shoved up because you know. I'm right up against the guy in front of me. It was not a good trip. Now, I mean, seating-wise, otherwise, it was okay. We were in a newer plane. It had the iPad system set up in front of me where I could watch movies and watch the flight status. I even put up a video earlier in the week where it showed the, the flight patterns and stuff like that. Um, so I got to watch a couple movies. It was okay there. The air system in the middle of the plane, we got air blowing down on you. It was non-existent. So I'm sitting there, I'm roasting. Because I'm cramped together, I'm roasting. A little bit miserable by the time I got to Anchorage, but it is what it is. Had a great trip, spent time with the kids, like I've already mentioned. Now let's talk about We've talked about all the restaurants that I ate at. A lot of the, fo the foods that I ate when I ate from the restaurants, they were not as spicy as I thought they would be, like the, the Mexican and stuff. And there was a little tint, a little taste. And I, I, it has to be because Anchorage is a port city, has a lot of salmon and fishing industry. But it seemed like there was a fish taste in every, and a little bit of everything. Um, I even had uh, um, at the one restaurant I had some cod 
for for dinner. Um, it was good. Everything I ate was good. It just you know you know how it is when you when you you go out and eat. There's always a little things that you can do that make it a little better. Uh, everything was a little bland. So you, it's like that they didn't spice up things as well as as I would have thought they would. But uh, I guess some people ate really good. I'll put it to you that way. I get on my flight on the way back. Now on the on the the flight on the way back, I had a great seat. I was right up against the the, the window. I had a window seat for the flight back, but it had its downfalls too. So let's uh. Let's get into that. You know what? Before I get into that, I just want to show you who, who greeted me every morning when I got up to go get coffee. And uh, Bill sent me a photo of her down on my air mattress when he was cleaning up the office downstairs. That's where I stayed at in his office. It's a bedroom slash office. Um, apparently, she missed old Paul Paul. <laughs> so that's old Moose. That's Bill's dog, and you know, she's a sweetie. She is that type of dog. I I, I don't know what it is, but it's very very uh, loving, very talkative, expressive. With the different sounds and growls and howls, um, I, I, we'd be sitting there on the couch watching TV, and it would come up and it would lick my arm and, and look at me, and lick my arm a little bit more and look at me, and then it would just take its paws, you know, and just flop them across you and say, "Hey, buddy, I'm talking to you. I'm looking at you. Pet me. Give, give me some attention." So, <laughs> they, she's a cutie. I tell you, uh, they get couple cats, really sweet, um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I lost my train of thought there, so. We talked about the food, and I ate good while I was up there. So did a lot of a lot of other people. And I got to tell you, lessons learned at 30,000 feet. For one, I took my ear pods. I took best ear pods. I listened to music. I listened to the movies through those. And when I didn't have them on, you could hear the kids crying. You know. So if you're traveling, expect to be there with kids. They're going to be there, and if you don't want to hear them, because six and a half hours to eight hours on a plane is miserable for adults. Think about how it is for children. Well, the other thing that I, I really wished I would have brought with me, because I tell you, I got on the plane at, at 11 p.m. their time, which was be about 3 a.m. Eastern Standard, and uh, people were uh, 
dropping down. They were putting their heads to the side. They were relaxing to go to sleep. <laughs> and I'm, I think some people relax a little bit too much because I can tell you a couple of times, I don't know if it was in front of me or if it was behind me, but whoever, whatever they ate did not agree with them. And, ooh, I mean, on one time I woke up gagging. I, I, I got my head up against her and I'm like, oh my God, somebody, somebody died. I'm telling you, it was awful. Uh, but uh, that sauce, deer sauce, reindeer sausage and moose burgers that they had, uh, whatever they had, did not agree with me. And one of the things that made me giggle was the stewards. She was pushing that, that her little buggy up through the middle, and it looked like she got she got stonewalled. And you can see her, <laughs> you can see the expression on her face. All I could think was she was thinking, "Oh my God, I hope I don't have to wipe someone's rear end for that one." I mean, oh my, it, it was awful. So to the passengers that owned that, uh, that was wrong. So that's the lesson that I learned flying at 30,000 feet is uh, don't forget your Vicks, Vicks Vapor Rub if you got a long flight because uh, people just don't, they have no tooth. <laughs> uh, now, I, still, I told you, I, I was coming back, we were coming back from, from west to east flying at, at a little bit of a southern tilt and uh man that, that that sun coming up in the east up in the sky like that made the side of the plane extremely hot they even told us that, uh, not to lift our visors because it would be so bright it would be blinding and it was hot uh, it, actually I, I felt the difference while i was sleeping up against the window um as as the sun come up so that's something that that surprised me uh, about that there. Um, anyway, um, again, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back for the last uh, 15 minutes of the show, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about the uh, wrap-up for July, and uh, we'll go from there. Welcome back to the Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. We're brought to you by... Pelican built tough. C-Pro Lithium serious power in 12, 24, and 36 volt applications. Bluetooth capable. Go to Z-Pro Lithium for more. Dubro Fishing, American-made marine applications and locally manufactured soft plastics. Visit DubroFishing.com. Feel free kayaks, paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Check out FeelFreeUS.com. Yak Gadget, American-made kayak fishing accessories and gear. Go to yakgadget.com for your rigging needs. Ace Adventure Resort, West Virginia's number one destination for hiking, biking, ziplining, whitewater rafting, and more. Check out aceraft.com. Westbrook Supply Company, Georgia's premium supplier for all your kayak rigging supplies and fishing equipment. Go visit westbrooksupply.com. Okay, guys, hey, 
So, yeah, please take a look at all those fine uh, friends and followers there from those folks that uh, support me and support my show. My um, first staff, or, or they're part of the Rusty Hook family. Uh, Westbrook Supply, Field for Kayaks, Yak Gadget, Z Pro, Dubro. Outstanding folks. Don't forget about Payne Outdoors. Uh, Chris Payne's a great supporter, a great friend of the show. Um, Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop midwayusa.com. So that's something that we're going to be working on here in the near future. If you'd like to be involved with Rusty Hook, if you'd like to be involved with the Paddle and Fin Media Podcast, here in the near future, we're going to start reaching out to some of the folks and friends and followers that were at ICAST that we talked to and see how we can bring you in and incorporate you into the, the family, uh, the network. And we, we, we want to work with you. And if you want to work with us, we got a bunch of great hosts here. Uh, on 10 different shows, as you saw from the beginning. Um, you know, we've got the news, Final Cast. Uh, I mean, just we've got a bunch of great shows. And I, I, I highly recommend if you're, once you're finished watching this episode of the Rusty Hook, you take a look at the, the Paddle and Fan page and go check out the audio versions of these programs. You can find mine at John Rapp. At Anchor, which is now with Spotify, or just uh, turn the video off and listen here. But August 1st, man, what happened to July? ICAST, 10 day trip to ICAST with Brian Schiller and um, Matt Gibson, you know, and the Dubro family. Who? But uh, we had a great time. Um, turn around and come back home for a week, and then I'm gone a week, eight days with that Alaska trip. Now, July just disappeared. It's gone. Now we are in the second half of summer. I'd like to hear from you. Tell me what you got planned. I know the first thing I do when I get ready to go out, I'm going to start tying on that topwater frog because it's, it's frog season. You know, that topwater spider, that rat, anything that wants to go across the water, that buzz bait for that early, early morning bite. Man, I mean, tell you, uh, it's time to get out there. I actually really enjoyed getting out with them boys and that fly fishing, fly fishing because we didn't really get up at the ass crack of dawn. Um, we, we were at 
we all met at eight o'clock. You know, that's. But then again, Alaska, they ain't, they're not in a, a, a nighttime phase like we are. Their their hour, their nighttime, right now, is only probably about a four hour window of dawn. It's like what we would see at the sun rising. But the sun's not up. The sun's rising. That dawn phase. That's their their nighttime. I had to completely close the curtains so I could try to um, get, get some sleep because that light, you know, you're not. We're not used to that. But uh, what a shout out to AJ. McCorder and Hobie BOS for coming down here while I was gone. They just wrapped up their New River event down at uh, in Beckley, uh, where they hosted in Beaver area. And uh, I, I want to congratulate the hundred guys that traveled and fished the New River. There's a misconception, I believe, when it comes to fishing, river fishing. Um, I've I seen some people make some posts that you have to fish and know how to fish current when you fish the new river. It's not a meandering river system. It's current. It has it has pockets and pools, but they're small. They're not very large. You're going to be moving a lot in a lot of moving water on a good part of the new river, especially the parts. Um, that were in the zones that AJ had. Um, it was safe water on the most part. Had some class two, class three rapids that you had to navigate. Um, negotiate around those threes. You didn't want to go through the heart of them. You didn't want to go around the corners of them. And anybody that took them on, hey, more power to you. But I've seen where a few people said they, they lost rods and lost equipment. I saw one post where a guy had a hole in his boat. And, and I mean, the New River is not a joke because it has a lot of ledges. You can go from 8 to 15 feet of water, and next thing you know, you're in 8 inches because of the, the way it's, especially in the Virginia section. Uh, if you go down around Fry's and fish uh, down there, uh, you're going to get into some water where if you're paddling upstream or motoring upstream, if you have a motor, try and use a motor on that, that body of water. You're going to hit a rock, so you got to be careful. Um, you're going to come up on a ledge, and you can't see it. It's just it's, the water's a little bit stained and most of the time. Um, but uh, you, you really need to have somebody that's well-versed in that type of river fishing. And I, you can see uh, our guys excel. The Amos Hickses, Jody Queens, um, Greg Harpers, the guys that that, that are uh, well versed in river fishing and know the New River system, uh, how to present your your baits around the rocks uh, against current, uh, the flow of the, uh, or up behind the current. You know, I mean, we had a lot of rain. Prior to the tournament, waters were high. I think they were receding when this tournament happened. I know that, you know, 
we had power outages here at my home for almost three days because of a bow echo storm that blew through on Friday before the tournament. Um, Beckley and that area down in that area wasn't as hard hit as the more central part of the state was like, like where I'm at. But it still produced a lot of rain, and that rain would be runoff to the new. Um, dirty things up, and I, I don't know if it actually changed the flow or not, but especially when you're looking below the Bluestone Dam where the Greenbrier runs in, the Greenbrier can majorly affect how the new fishes based on uh, the way that water pushes in. Above sandstone falls, especially. When you get below sandstone, and from, I think I've seen some pictures that a couple of people shared, the water was still high because you, the, the falls look uh, a lot smaller in, in comparison to the normal flow for this time of year. Um, but I, I'm glad everybody had a good time. I, I reached out to a few people, especially the guys that came from down from Chicago, like a Dusty. Um, I, I wanted to, to try to funnel people that had families here to areas that maybe that their families would enjoy themselves. Places like Ace Adventure Resort where they have the water park and the zip lines, um, uh, the, the, the tree climbing, the climbers, the rope, rope climbers, and stuff like that. Plus, you know, uh, they got bike trails, ATV trails, and, and hiking for, for people that want to do that. And it's all encompassed in, you know, a 100 to 200-acre area right in the heart of the resort, which is only about 30 minutes from Hobie headquarters. <coughs> Excuse me. So I was, I was, I, 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 I feel bad that I wasn't here to help AJ give him, you know, he's not, not he is familiar with the area, but I would have liked to have been able to provide him and, and, and his people more uh, information. I, I know Jody Queen did an awesome job breaking down the river from section to section, giving all the anglers ideas of what to expect and how to run the river in a safe manner. The new river, the Indians called it the river of death, and it's because of the current. It's very, very deceptive. And you can get out in two or three feet of water, get flipped, get your foot feet lodged under a rock, you know, and then it take you down, and you're not coming back up, even with maybe a PFD on. So uh, kudos to Jody for making sure that the Hovey competitors had the opportunity to educate themselves and be safe on the water. Um, this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. 
Stop by your local Decova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. But, yeah, the, you know, 80-inch fish on the New River, that's a 16-inch fish average. That's a good smallmouth. And that was expected. Uh, anybody that expected to have Lake Erie type catches or Susquehanna or St. John's River up in New York or all those type of rivers that have monster fish on a more quality level, uh, just because you can just throw out in the pool and catch them, that's that's not how you fish the New River. You have to target and find fish and. I, uh, again, I want to congratulate the guys from up north that came down and smacked the New River around and gave it, you know, showed it who was boss. Dusty, our winner, uh, um, I think Randall, I think is his name. I apologize if I'm wrong, but I don't have it in front of me. I was just browsing through it a minute ago. But I want, I want to congratulate you guys. Uh, for you get hot water fishermen down south, uh, you, I hope it's a little humbling and experience for you, and that you'll uh, you'll look at the new river with a new appreciation and come back up and study her a little bit more. Um, it's a great river. Uh, I'm planning on hitting it again. It's August. It's a great time to be down there. First thing in the morning, right when the light lights breaking, throwing a top water water uh, whopper plopper across as far as you can. I saw where several guys caught musky. It's, it's got great musky in it, you know, some real quality fish. And when you get into a big smallmouth, you're going to. I saw one guy had one over 22 inches. They're big, they're strong, they're lean and fast. That's that's how the New River fish are. Um, but again, I, this rant, this this uh, conversation here about the New River and the Hobie event is all because. I just want to tell AJ, uh, we we appreciate you coming to West Virginia, bringing the Hobie, uh, showcasing our our river, our area, and giving the op- opportunity for guys to come from south and from north and all locations in between to come to West Virginia and see what our, our fishing is all about. Um, if any of you would ever want to make a trip or you do make a trip down to fish the new river and you have questions or you're looking for places to stay you're bringing your family for the love of god reach out to me and let me guide you uh let me put you in places let me tell you some great places to go eat i I don't want you to spend your money um and not be satisfied with the outcome of it. Um, I know the one fellow that I reached out to, he wasn't real happy with his accommodations. And I, I mean, I, I don't know where he stayed. I didn't ask, but, uh, you know, 
a lot of Airbnbs where I live at because of the lake. And we could put you. And now that Fayetteville has become a national park system, the newest national park, the New River, uh, there's a lot of uh, people building and renting and providing Airbnbs. So, and I know several people on down on the New River in Hinton that have cabins and Airbnbs. I think Drew Gregory stayed at one of them years ago when he was doing his show, and he showcased a little bit of it on uh, Drew. Uh, the oh, I, don't, I can't remember the name of the show, Wild Side or something like that. Uh, but uh, he, he stayed at one of the, the cabins down there. It's really, really nice. Um, but anyway, I, I believe I've taken up enough of your time. Remember, when you're flying, don't forget your Vicks Vapor Rub if you're flying for a long trip overnight. Because I'm going to tell you, you will get gassed out. That is the lesson I learned. And I'm passing it to you because I'm trying to help you not have the experiences that I had. Anyway, y'all have a great day. I don't have uh, my trailer set up yet. So I just want to wish y'all the best. Show you moose one last time. And then head now. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.